0: Restrictions apply.
1: At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody
0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: And a a really cool memory that I have uh, with my dad... Um, is, you know, my dad and my brothers who were all uh, uh, Steeler fans as well is watching that 2005 uh, Super Bowl together um, you know, just as a family and I remember I was coaching at the time and I came home and, you know, I came home wasn't in the NFL yet, but I came home in a snowstorm, I was coaching at Mount Union at the time, I came home in a snowstorm to watch that game with my dad and my brothers and uh, um, you know, I think the, I, I love the city of Pittsburgh, it's a, it's a great city um, you know Again, just spend so much time there, and again, my brother being there still, you know that you know, we'll go there for you know some holidays as well, still to this day. So um, can't say enough good things about the people of Pittsburgh, um, the city of Pittsburgh, and then uh, you know I want my Pirates to, to be you know be better, but uh, I'm I'm on the Phillies bandwagon now.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I and mean, it is gorgeous Thursday. Well, it's you know a little schmutzy outside, but that's all right because it's sunshine inside. You know what? That's Nick Sirianni, Fly Eagles Fly head coach, talking about how much he loves the city of Pittsburgh, the Pirates, that sort of thing. Of course, he was a coach up at IUP at one point in time too. And uh, the joy he had in sharing Pittsburgh sports in his family, because they're all from this part of it. But now he's on the Phillies bandwagon. And certainly, Max, I got to tell you something. You know, uh-oh. Oh, uh-oh. Oh, oh, did we? Oh, we've heard something. I think we got a news flash.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Wesley Euler at the SNR breaking news desk. This Philly stuff is cute, but the real news that people <laughs> need to know is that the Steelers have announced TJ Watt returned to practice yesterday, still on IR, but his 21-day activation window has begun. TJ Watt expected to return against the Saints. After the Steelers bye week, Wesley Uller at the SNR breaking news desk. Primanti's over cheesesteaks. Fellas, back to you. (laughs) Oh, yes.
3: Yes, indeed. You know, and Uh, even throughout the question of the day, would you take a cheesesteak hoagie or a Primanti's sandwich? And I am a lock in step with a Primanti's sandwich. But I, I would eat both, actually. But no, I, I, that's
4: <laughs> right, what right. I was saying too. How about
2: both? I mean, can we do yeah. Both?
4: Uh, uh, why do we have to pick? Uh, yeah. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's just so unfair. You know. Uh,
3: <laughs> yes, indeed. I, Go ahead. I would Max. definitely put
4: a, I, I would put a cheesesteak in front of a permani sandwich because I've eaten them longer. Um. Oh, oh. I, I'm just saying I didn't know what a manny sandwich was until I got to Pittsburgh.
3: Okay. Okay.
4: So so I mean I knew what a I knew but what you're a Philly Florida boy was.
3: What? How'd you know what a Philly cheesesteak was? I'm I had-
4: sorry. Uh, I, I'm a boys to men fan first uh, as a young kid, oh. and they're from Philly, and they used to talk about cheesesteaks. So okay. So, uh, so and, and then and then my um, so my so my uncle Jimmy and his wife and and my so my cousins they're all from Philly. Okay. So. I was exposed to a cheesesteak before I, I was exposed to a perrami sandwich. Even though my aunt lived in Penso- like lived in the Pittsburgh area for right, like 30 right. plus years. That was something she she never took me to have one uh, when I used to come up here. Uh-huh. So so I did so I didn't really know about a perrami till I came back here of course as an adult when I was drafted by the Steelers. So I had about, you know, about 10 years worth of cheesesteak head start.
3: Beautiful. You you have now explained yourself, young man, and we yeah. say blessings to you. Okay. And I will eat both, and I yes. will eat both. Be
4: clear about this. I will eat both, and I love both. Maybe but even two of both, full, right? Probably. I mean, li- li- listen, Pe- Pepe, Pepe's knows where my heart is on Saturdays oh, before games.
3: Free, oh, Pepe's, that's another one. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah, so I I used to go to Pepe's. I used to order for the offensive line. Oh, uh, yeah. trips.
3: I told you we all had cheesesteak. We, we still got to get you to Caliente's, It's dead gummit. Yeah. No, yes. I, I know. I know. I got to do I that. Know. I got to do that. Okay. All right. Before we we lose track totally of where we're at and this turns turns into a culinary show. All right. Big news flash: <laughs> as, as Wes West pointed out, T.J. Watt returned to practice yesterday. He was running. He was cutting. He was pass rushing. No contact. I mean, you know, they were they were in shells yesterday. I don't even know that TJ was in. Yeah, but, you know, but he worked out. And, you know, he worked out pregame in Miami. We saw that. He was out there going Uh at it. And I'm excited about it. I mean, just him being around is just – it's good for the guys. It's good for, you know, that that, uh, defensive camaraderie and just seeing him get working his way back. Max, what's it mean to you? means everything um, because – We know what the
4: identity looks like with TJ. We know what this team can be with 90 in the lineup. And so, for us to be in that 21-day window and knowing that, hey, you're not going to be here for Philly, but we got a bye, and then now you could possibly be ready by the New Orleans game, second half of the season, right? Right. Coming off a bye, feeling fresh, feeling spry. I mean – I mean, it could be something very good for us because you have to remember the bulk of our divisional stuff is in that second
3: half. That's a great point.
4: Yeah, we've only had two divisional games. We're one and one. We got four more to go after the bye, and this could be a second-half charge while the offense has been getting up to speed, right? Right. We're revving it up. We're 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 revving it it up. And then boom, you get you get TJ back in the second half of the season to bolster that defense, and maybe oh, maybe some good things might
3: happen. Um, I do want to point out one thing, Wolf. Please do, please do. Remember, I was, remember, I was when, talking about. I, I know what you're going to say because I was I was consternated within myself. Do I open with that? Because you you were talking about it yesterday, right? You talking about it? I know. Do I do oh. I dare say the the, the name Bobby Quinn?
4: Huh? Yeah, exactly. The As long as you don't say the mighty Quinn.
3: Um, <laughs> well, based so, on this year's stats, no. But last year, yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, and, and here's the thing, right? We had talked
4: about it as a trade possibility and rumor. Yep. And then literally when I'm on the air with your brother. Yes. Out here.
3: It dropped, didn't it?
4: It dropped live. And I was like, what? I, I freaked out. Because I was like – and then when I found out what it was for, it was for a fourth-round pick, and, and then it was also that the Bears were going to pick up most of the salary this year.
3: Yes. I was like uh... – Well, think about this, Max. He's, he's a 12-year vet. He's been with yeah. – this is his fifth team he's joining. Now, he's had mm-hmm. five seasons of double-digit sacks, including 18 and a half last year, but he's had another four seasons of sub uh, five or under sacks. Boy, that's a lot yeah. to balance there, and without looking deep into his career, it suggests to me that some guys there are some guys out there that seem to like they go to a new team and they get invigorated, and the best football comes out of them. But then they get kind of I don't know. Some guys, some they, they just kind of marinate after a while, and then it's on to another team, and then all of a sudden they get reinvigorated. You know what I mean? Hey, listen
4: i i, I would I would love the uh, the invigoration. <laughs> like you said when he comes to a new team he gets right. invigorated i will take his invigoration right, right. for a year <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't hurt does it does it hurt and 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 chicago's footing the bill so it's like getting a really good test drive on an expensive car you know what i'm saying <laughs> um it's like you have no intention of buying it so i mean i just you know just th- just saying that that would have been a, a nice addition instead of him going to the other team where he could be invigorated against us right
3: right that's cuz he
4: you were spot yeah. on go ahead yeah so so for those of us that that did not know this uh Robert Quinn who we're talking about oh, with yeah. Chicago Bears
3: I guess I didn't really introduce this yeah
4: has been, been, ha, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has, been <coughs> has been traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fourth round pick which means he will be available against us on Sunday when we go to Philly, just in case. Right. Just in it, case people are understanding why why I'm harping on this so much is that I talked about this yesterday yes. as a potential for us, and all of a sudden it goes directly against us. Like like any other 30, – 30 other teams he could have went to, right? Right. If it wasn't us right. and it wasn't the Eagles. There's 30, 29, sorry, because he, he was already on the Bears. So 29 other teams he could have went to, and he didn't. So Think about this, We're going to see him Sunday.
3: 18.5 sacks he had last year. This year, through yeah. seven games, um, a very pedestrian, eight tackles, one sack. Pro football focus is grading him at 40. You know, and I don't put a whole lot into that, but 43.8 is what they've given him. Uh, he's a, he's 32 years old, a three-time pro bowler. But you know what? You don't have to know a lot of the playbook to know how to rush the passer.
4: Yeah, you you don't. You, don't. you know what hey, I'm talking sea ball, about? C ball hit ball. Yeah, I mean that's it. That's, all, that's it. And he might feel better about being on a team that's six and zero versus two and four. Oh, three, a, that, three yeah. and four. Uh, They're yeah. close enough. Yeah, somewhere about it. sub five hundred football does not look to be in the contest. Okay, <laughs> um, we'll just put it that way. That, that might bring a little bit extra mm, in 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 your in your in your lifestyle. You know. Oh. And, uh, and this yeah. is a team so that gets after it defensively. That. Yes, they get after it. He was actually a brief teammate of mine when I was with the St. Louis
3: Rams. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Was, that's right. I keep forgetting days. how young you are. You're just a young pup. Right.
4: I know, and you, you, you use young so well. It makes me feel good <laughs> like I'm not 40. Um. <laughs> yeah, right. It's always a
3: matter of perspective, brother. <laughs> correct, correct,
4: correct. It's not a. When
3: it's you're not s- about what it
4: really is, is. But yeah, like you're about to say, I was about to say, the telescope you look through is a little bit different. Yeah.
3: <laughs> when you're looking from 24 years in the future from you to back to you, that's that's nice. Okay. At 64, yeah. 40 looks pretty young.
4: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, don't tell my kids they call <laughs> that you me because they Absolutely. will argue against that.
3: <laughs> well, think about this now. You got you got some serious. Pass rushers up front. I mean, you got you got some guys like uh, Javon Hargrave, which we know so well, right? We know Fletcher Correct. Cox, Brandon Graham. You know these guys, they come after it. You know T.J. Edwards, their middle linebacker, he's a five-sacker. You know you got Hassan Reddick, who's got four and a half sacks. He's an he's the uh, Mike linebacker. I mean, great googly yeah. moogly, they got some people that can get after it. So you're adding, uh, you're just adding a little more kerosene to the fire. Yeah. And
4: I mean, and when you look at it, I mean, that that's that that's a lot of and I had Hassan Reddick out here in Arizona when I was covering the Cardinals. Okay, And Hassan is a guy he's in his natural position now. He was out of place with the Cardinals. They tried to make him an off of the ball backer. But the dude knows how to rush. I mean, that's the reason why he was drafted in the first round was because when he was at Temple, which is right around the corner from, from where he's playing now. So now he's back home, too um he just he was he was he was a he was a TFL machine i mean absolutely and you see that now with him so i mean there's some challenges up front for us that we have to deal with um you know and i think it's going to come down to the scheme that we have to get them on the move cuz i think there's going to be a lot of pressure up the middle mm-hmm. you know from Fletcher Cox and, country, and and company yeah um that that I, it would behoove us to be a little bit more on the move. You, you like that one? I you like, like behooving. Yeah, we need to be, be- behooving. <laughs> we mean, we need, need, need to be, be
3: behooving and moving.
4: There you go. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, Exactly. We'll be behooving while on the moving. Um, <laughs> because I think what Javon Hargrave and what Fletcher Cox bring in the middle is just – it's twist. They like to get on your edges and press us. Yep. And that's something that even though – I felt like Mason and and, uh, and J.D. got a little bit better in the game against Miami with mm-hmm. some of the movement stuff. It still kind of caught us. And so Philly's going to see that. And Philly's like, well, we can run twist games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hello, <laughs> we know how to twist. Why don't we twist? <laughs> so I'm hoping that, you know, we could do some things to combat that. But also with that twist game and some situations, maybe take advantage of run. Because that's the other thing is is if they're going to run a pass blitz and they think it's a pass and we run it, that can all that also gets a guy off the off off, off kilter because what guys are moving backwards at the snap of the ball as opposed right. to moving forward at times. Yes, so that's where you have to kind of vary and maybe show some passing known passing formations and do some runs off of those known passing formations. Absolutely, just so you can change it up somewhat to give our to give ourselves a chance in that situation because they are a team that sports that. And I mean and listen, Josh Sweat off the edge. Josh Sweat is a guy who has <clears throat> who who has been solid over the last couple of years for them. And then like and then there's still that 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 monster they drafted in the first round that I wish we had. Jordan Davis baby. Yep. Yep, Jordan Davis, he he is a one man he is a one man sled.
3: He's a one man tsunami. Okay?
4: Yeah. So <laughs> You gotta be prepared for that. Um and then at the second level, I mean they, they have some decent linebackers, but um I really focus on that front four of that seven. Um that that's where my concern is. And hearing that you just added Robert Quinn to that mix just does it doesn't uh doesn't
3: bode well mentally for me. No, I think it, it you know what? I would imagine that some of the boys <gasps> over there oh, was was that your pooch? Oh. That is my pooch because
4: my daughter, for some reason, is outside the door. Real uh, fast. Hold
3: on. One second. Okay. Is pooch it,
2: is worried it, about Robert <laughs> Quinn too.
3: <laughs> no doubt about it. You know this is a this is a very volatile uh, defense, a stingy, hard hitting defense that moves with violence in its heart. You watch. You just put the tape on and you watch these guys go. They are they are definitely a defense that comes after you, wants to hit you and hit you and hit you. It's uh, it, it it's it's fun watching their tape. You know, it's I waves. enjoy. What's that? It's
4: wait, it's waves.
3: Yeah, yeah, that, that's really it. <laughs> what do they call flocks of eagles? Do eagles fly in flocks? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, a gaggle. No, then that gooses or geese or something. They got a Oh, gag- Eagles. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Eagles. eagles, eagles.
4: I was, I, I was. I was thinking about geese. I apologize. You know, it I, reminds, I, I was hoping there would be more like geese than eagles. It reminds me. <laughs> it reminds me of that old
3: tattoo joke. You know, some guys tattooing on a guy's back, and it, I saw this in a, in a tattoo parlor one time, and it says, "It said eagle." I thought you said beagle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what gonna, oh, I just gosh. thought that was funny, you know. But regardless, I mean, te-
4: but but technically, I mean, at one point. The, they were Steagles.
3: Oh, that's so true.
4: It's it, it's okay. That's right. That was back in the
3: <laughs> 30s, I think, wasn't it? 30s or 40s. That
4: was it was during one of the World Wars. I yeah. want to say it was World. It might have been World War II. Yeah, or...
3: yeah. So that'd be in the 40s. Might been,
4: Yeah, in the early yeah. 40s. So yeah, um, we'll have to check um, on but, that. Yeah, yeah. I I know. I know. I, you know what? Here we go. I'm I'm gonna hit it right now on the old phone
3: Okay. Hey, you know what? Save it because we got the the cool breeze coming up next, and we can find that out uh, over the break. How's that? We got to get going for Jerry.
4: E- even, even better, 1943. Okay, okay, Bye. we're good. <laughs> no, no. Hey, we're gonna go to break. When we come back, we will have Jerry Dulac joining us. The cool breeze sliding in uh, on a yacht, even though I don't think it's uh, yachting <laughs> weather. He will still. Manage his way down to, the, to our airwaves. We come back here in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio.
0: in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
4: All right. We are back. You hear the cool breeze. I want to dance Max. I know and it's just a nice little two-step, you know. On a freshly cleaned yacht decking, with your boat shoes on, an umbrella. It's a nice drink. It has a little bit of an orangish, reddish shoe. Right, it's right. It's delicious. Look, you know, it's mellow but yet powerful at the same time. <laughs> hey, you know what all else? Right, is mellow and powerful. Right. Let's all right. On. Okay. All right. Let's, let's let's go. I just I couldn't help it. The cool Dulac, Enough. Yeah, exactly. The Cool Breeze, Jerry Dulac, is brought to us by Archie's on East Carson Street on the south side. $9 Bud Light pitchers every NFL Sunday, and no Sunday more important than this Sunday. If you're not traveling to Philly, go down to Archie's and order you a pitcher, and you'll get a bunch of Bud Lights for $9 for under $10. Uh, That sounds like a deal. All right, Jerry. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I've got, I've got to ask you, of course, the breaking news and the big news of the day. T.J. Watt returned to practice. What does that mean? How, how wh- Where's the expectation level of yourself and the, the feeling level of knowing that T.J. Watt is back on the practice field in some capacity?
1: Well, Max, good morning. Thank you for the introduction. Always a treat to be introduced by you and Wolf. And um, <laughs> what I have been told all along, is that uh, he will return November 13th against New Orleans after the bye. Um, I don't want to call it good news that he injured his knee, but one thing that comes about from injuring his knee and having an extended stay on injured reserve is it gives that torn pec muscle a couple more weeks uh, to heal. And I think um, having... uh, you know, having him on IR, um, you know, one of the thing, one of the things they kind of liked having him, if you will, on IR, is it saves TJ from TJ. You see TJ out on the on the field in in uh, pregame warmups, wanting to get out there and run around, and 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 if he didn't, if, if he wasn't on IR, he would have wanted to come back in two or three games, and they didn't want that. You know, they want him to be able to rest that pectoral muscle. They feel he will be fine, and that extra stay on IR will make it, instead of maybe 90%, will make it, it they
3: feel, 100%. Well, the big thing about that, you know, is the fact that you also got to look long-term because this guy is a franchise player. This is a guy that you want to look to the long-term too. You don't want any sort of residual uh, problems, let's say, from the the, the torn pack, um, you know, going into the future because that just could set him up as, you know, to getting more injuries. And to me, it's just sound move all the way around. Let me ask you this, though, Jerry. I got to ask you, were you surprised with Nick Sirianni's uh, soliloquy about uh, his fondness for Pittsburgh?
1: Yeah, because I didn't know about his background. No. And, and, uh, you know, with his family and – I was impressed the way he ticked off uh, those uh, names of the old pirates, you know, including, yeah. including Doug Drabeck, who re- everybody remembers Barry Bonds and, and, and Bobby Bonilla and Andy Van like But when he mentioned Doug Drabeck, I actually got a, a chuckle out of it. <laughs> you know, back in my younger day, um, you know, those, some of those pirates, uh, I used to travel when I was with a suburban paper and I would travel with the pirates. And it was, uh, it was kind of right before that time. It was their, World Series time. It was in nineteen seventy nine, nineteen eight. Uh, you know when when I traveled with them as a young reporter for the uh, Daily News and McKeesport. Sports. So, um, but yeah, when he's when uh, I I got to chuckle out of that when he started talking about the uh, the old Pirates.
4: Yeah, no, a- absolutely. I mean, this is something where you know when you talk about just the connections between Philly and Pittsburgh. You know, we actually referenced right before going to break talking about the Steagles. Uh, right, and that right, one right. that one year combination of of efforts because of because of obviously the draft and and World War II happening. um, you know, just kind of talk about just the history between Pittsburgh and Philly from your knowledge. just I mean, it's some place that we struggle to win it most of the time, but I mean obviously they'd struggle the same way when they come to see us. um just you know, your history with with Philly. And, of course, with the, with, with the Steelers and what that kind of means for the state of PA, not just, well, not just in the NFL.
1: You know, Max, my own uh, personal uh, connections or recollections, one, the most uh, uh, vivid is uh, something that has little to do with the Steelers, but having gone to Penn State, um, I, I was always amazed at the divide at Penn State between the Philly fans and the Pittsburgh fans. But um, one thing um, one thing was universal, though, at Penn State was that all the students had a severe dislike for the University of Pittsburgh. <laughs> so it, <laughs> yeah. it, didn't matter. it didn't matter where you were from. You know, when I look back at some of the games they played, obviously there have been, there have been quite a few. But I go back again to when I was a young reporter at McKeesport Going to um, a preseason game in Philly, where it just rained like the Dickens. You know, it was horrible rain, and I think that was the Jack Delaplane game. If going back, where he first got the nickname, where he was slopping and sliding uh, along that turf, <laughs> when I think Myron Cope nicknamed him uh, Hydroplane, Delaplane.
3: Oh yeah, and,
1: yeah, and of course the other game most recently was that uh, destruction, that thirty-four to three game uh, in a Super Bowl year in a Super Bowl year what was it week 3 or week 4 when Ben was sacked i think the Steelers were sacked 9 times and Ben was sacked 8 times and or it was 8 sacks and Ben was sacked 7 of them and that was just a complete destruction of that team and you thought wow they and that was Carson Wentz rookie year and that was the big deal they were calling it wensylvania if you recall back then <laughs> oh, yeah. and you know look where look where he ended up um, but that was a big moment for the Eagles, a big moment for Carson Wentz and a really low moment for the Steelers, you know, as lopsided a loss as, as they had endured. It was just complete domination. And yet they ended
3: up going to the Super Bowl that year. Okay. Now, you know the rivalry between these two teams, the interstate rivalry. Now, I will give you a situation. Uh, young Craig Wolfley being friends with Ron Jaworski, who was from Buffalo, New York, and right, who had right. given me a, an Eagles t-shirt at one point in time, right, in my collegiate years. So I happen to be wearing it. You know how it is when you're a college kid, you just come now, and you're a rookie going to this team. I go to the I go to St. Vincent. I walk into the locker room with the vets on, a you know, the vets had reported. I walk into the locker room. I happen to be wearing that very same Eagles t-shirt, uh- <laughs> and I'll never forget walking in the locker room and silence. And I look around, and I see Joe Green, I see Lambert, I see these guys looking at me, and uh I kind of like, oh, just move over here. You know, you could feel like that. All of a sudden, somebody just, you know, put a little tension in the air. And I heard this little laugh across the room, and it was a great late Elsie Greenwood. He said, "Young man." That t-shirt's not going to fly here. (laughs) I got to tell you, he was true to his word because when I came back from practice, the t-shirt was already gone. (laughs) Wolf, that sounds—that sounds sounds like that would have been one of those
1: great Southwest uh, Airlines you want to get away yeah, yes exactly that would have been
3: perfect you want to get away Yes, be sitting there like it's in my neck you know you know yeah but jerry yeah, let me ask no. you something oh. calvin austin did you were you surprised that the that wednesday came and went and there was no movement with calvin
1: well uh you know uh wolf uh, they they put him on ir for the rest of the year right. i'm not sure yeah and so
3: uh, I, w- I was not surprised well, when I say I movement, su- I meant he didn't, right. you know, get it moved right to the active yeah. roster.
1: Right, right, right. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, once I found out that he uh, aggravated his foot injury. No, I was not surprised because then it was a no brainer. And and I wasn't sure what they were going to do with him. I thought that, you know, let's face it, they would be. You know, I don't want to say wasting a roster spot, but they would be using a roster spot merely for his development with the small, small hope he could get in the game Mm -hmm. Uh, and and maybe throw him in the game. You know, fourth round pick. They like what they saw of him. He has the one element that 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 excessive speed that they don't have. And so I thought, okay, maybe they'll keep him around because they have such high hopes for him. but then again, you know, you, you guys know, uh, you, you know, you learn and you develop in training camp. And when the regular season starts, it's about X's and O's and, and, and game plans and winning football games. Coaches don't have time for de- development, if you will, and teaching in the regular season. So not like they do at training camp. And so when he missed all the preseason and half of training camp, um, that just really set mm-hmm. him back. And so I was curious to see what they were going to choose. But it became a moot point when, uh, you know, when he uh, aggravated his injury and now uh, the poor guy he needs surgery on his foot. So um, that's too bad because I think, you know, when they drafted those two guys, Pickens and Calvin Austin on the first four rounds after losing three of their top five receivers, you know, they, it, was, it was a, re- a no brainer move, but it was a good move in the draft. And you got two different types of receivers. You know, the tall guy who makes those uh, combat catches and then the smaller, fast guy who plays every position and was very productive in college. Um, and, and, and so they're not you know, we're not going to see one of them this year. And that's too bad.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, I think that uh, <laughs> that that, that puts that puts a
1: nice bow on that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Were you surprised? Well, no.
0: <laughs> no, no, mean, no, no. Do you mean yeah. I cover
1: you mean I covered every possible aspect of the I that think question. you Is did that Jerry, saying? that was beautiful. Yes. I would say that was that was
4: beautiful and also not so great. Um but <laughs> Yeah, not so well, great
3: we, for Calvin. Yeah. That's right. the problem. No, no, no not, de- not definitely not. So, not so great
1: for Max to follow it up, eh, because <laughs> every possible angle was covered with that lengthy, exhaustive answer. I get it.
4: That, that, that's okay. I, who need, who needs to cover up when you can just ask a brand-new question and get off this topic? Uh, that, that would be me. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I, but when you look at this Eagles team and you look at what they have in the secondary, they've traded for a lot, and they continue to trade uh, right. for defense. I mean, how are they able to, A, pull this off, and, B, I mean, you think about – you trade for C.J. Gardner-Johnson. You trade for Darius Slay. Now you've traded for Robert Quinn. I mean, how does the rich continue to get richer over there in Philly with this, um, with all of these moves?
1: Well, you know it. You know what it's mindful of is um, what the Rams did uh, to win the Super Bowl and keep bringing guys in, a guy here, a guy there. Um, and, and, you know, the Eagles know that they're all in, that they're close. Um, they're right there. One, they're going to be one of those teams. And anything they can do to put themselves over the top and cement where they are right now, um, that's what they're doing. And, lo- yeah, they look very good right now. Um, it's still a little early. You know, they still have to play uh, 11 more games Um And, you know, we've seen times of teams that start fast, don't always finish fast. And teams that start, you know, modestly slow or average tend to, you know, come on at the end of the year. We've seen that with Steeler teams who've won the Super Bowl. Um, You know, they look pretty good right now. They they certainly do. They can throw the ball, they can run the ball, and they have a quarterback who can move. Um, But yeah, I I think, I mean, picking up Robert Quinn to me was, uh, when I saw that last night, I thought, you know, great move by them. And I thought Darius Slay was a big acquisition uh, for them. And you know they have they have good young receivers, and Jalen Hurts is you know um, he's playing better than I thought he could, and uh, I, I think that's the only reason I hold back a little bit on the Eagles. I want to see him last a full season. I, I don't mean I don't mean physically, just how he performs uh, all year and and is he capable of taking that team uh, beyond just maybe the first round of the playoffs?
3: You know I'm really impressed with Darius Slay, but it was funny because I was reading on some of his bio stuff. And here I find out that he wants to be called Slay. And the only person that he gives uh, the ability to call him by his first name is his grandma. (laughs) I thought, that's kind of interesting. I don't know why, but I just found that very interesting. But anyhow, moving along, you you talk about Jalen Hurts. You know, in his third year, it, it looks like he's, like, getting the idea. You know, I mean, you're talking about six passing TDs and six rushing TDs versus only two INTs, that's um, – I, I think it's it's pretty impressive. But like you, I wonder, is this the, the guy that's going to develop from here forward or is it going to be, you know, one of those things where late season, I don't know, maybe you start falling off. It's going to be interesting to me. You know, it's one of those things where I,
1: I, I can't get out of my head that – Nick Saban replaced him at Alabama with Tua Tagovailoa, mm-hmm. and you know. So in my mind, it says, you know, that Nick Saban thought there was somebody better for his offense, and I and and so, look, I know Joe Burrow transferred out of Ohio State too because they were playing the other guy, and he goes to LSU, and of course he's a, you know, arguably the best quarterback in the league, certainly among them, um, and so that's not always an indicator. And look how Jalen hurts has performed. Um, but I, I you know, I, I, just, that always sticks in my head that a coach thought somebody was better than him. And, um, maybe that's why I'm just a little reluctant to, uh, you know, uh, put, to, put the star on his head and say, okay, he's taken into the super, uh, super bowl. So uh, I'll, I'll just, I'll hold off just a little bit until I see him do it over the course of a season.
4: All right, well that well, I mean, and, and I think that's fair judgment, right? I think we we kind of crown guys a little bit early, um, but you know it's easy to pick a team that's our, that's that's the last undefeated in a lot of those situations when you're talking about there's still challenges ahead for them. Um, one of the things I do have to ask, Jerry, um, as as we look at this um, trade deadline, less than a week away, I mean, do you think there's any moves the Steelers might make? I know it's been a minute since we uh, traded for Minka Fitzpatrick and we saw how that works. The Steelers aren't normally um, in the trade game, but is there something in there that is a possibility or anything that you might have heard as far as any type of roster upgrades or any guys that might be moved before the trade deadline?
1: You know, Max, what, what I can tell you is that and what I have been told is that um, there is
3: nothing. Wait a in the minute! Wait. You said what you can tell us and what you've been uh, told. No, yeah, I whoa, know. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Sounds <laughs> signs <laughs> diametrically opposed to each other. These statements. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is that nobody has approached them about any type of trade for Chase Claypool or Mason Rudolph, and from the the Steelers end. Mason Rudolph isn't asking to be traded. Mitch Trubisky isn't asking to be traded. Chase Claypool isn't being asked to be traded, and the Steelers aren't trying to trade those. Uh, you know, Chase Clay. I'll use Chase Claypool because that's the popular rumor, which is just t- I will totally debunk. Unless, unless some team would come to them with a, a one or two dra- uh, choice in return, they- and that's not happening. Unless it was some ridiculous, they would, they might. Might consider it, but that hasn't happened. They're not looking to trade anybody, um, and and so that that's the best I can tell you. And and nobody is knocking on their door to make one. So, to answer your question, I don't see anything happening.
3: And especially after Calvin Austin reaggravated the foot, I mean, I don't. I always thought I, that's the other thing. That's the, possibility, the other possibility. Yeah, right. there was maybe a possibility, and I I I really didn't want to because I still think that Chase has so much to 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 contribute. And we've I, seen that
1: the la- I, we've yeah. seen that the last two games, Wolf, and that's that's the other point in the whole thing. Why would they trade him right now? They yeah. they wouldn't because you're just going to further deplete that wide receiver core. So that that of course is the main reason why it won't happen. But all those other reasons play into it.
3: And also uh, Levi Wallace, he didn't practice. I was a little bit worried about him yesterday. Did you have you heard anything about how he's he's doing? Because you know you come off the the concussion. Then you all of a sudden you got the, the the shoulder, and it's the the big surprise yesterday was that Akello did practice, I believe, right. full practice, right? So that gives right. you some comfort. But uh, Levi, it's just a little worrisome when you stack injuries like this, you kind of get a little worried.
1: Yeah, and the way he was injured too, I actually thought, uh-oh, he, uh oh, he banged his head again, mm. he, uh, you know, uh, right. because the guy the guy fell on him, and that's how he injured his shoulder. But to answer your question, Wolf, no, I have no further intel on that i think today you know thursday is always a more telling indication uh from practice who might be getting close to ready and who isn't so you know wednesday they're always more cautious with guys but i think thursday you get to get a better you get to get a better sense as to who might play and so uh, but as of right now i i don't have any additional information on levi wallace
3: beautiful okay well thank beautiful. you so much beautiful. jerry we appreciate you brother as always yeah yeah, Jerry, we appreciate the time.
1: Well, fellas, I always enjoy being with you, and uh, we will chat. I'll see you at the ball yard in Philly on Sunday.
3: Sounds good. Save me a cheesesteak. Sounds steak. Good. <laughs> <You> <laughs> There we go. Be. There but we go. The truth comes Pumatis. out. No,
4: don't, don't try and cover it up. Don't try and cover it up. That is an isolated statement you made after that, so don't even try trying to play the fence. Just go ahead. Just join – Join me. It's okay that that Philly has a better sandwich option.
3: Than I don't believe it's Pittsburgh. better. They are co-equal, and it's just a matter of choice. What say you, Jerry? Are you still there? I think we lost him. Okay, we lost Jerry. Time to go, buddy. Yeah,
4: yeah, exactly. Jerry was brought to us by Archie's on East Carson Street on the South Side, where they are sporting nine-dollar pitchers of Bud Light every NFL Sunday. Head on down there, grab you one. If you can't be in the ball yard, as Jerry Dulac says, you might as well go be in Archie's and watch the game with other Steeler faithful come game day. We're going to step aside here, and when we come back, we're going to continue to talk. We're going to talk about what Jerry said as far as about the trades and about the health of of certain players. On the other side of this commercial break, you're in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio.
0: is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: Gets the snap. He's back. Fourth down. And he throws that pass. Almost! It is intercepted! And it is Akello Witherspoon! And he is knocked down by... Uh, a defender, in that case, running after him after the interception. And the Steeler defense comes up huge on a fourth down play in their own territory. Yeah, Kello Witherspoon, Max. He was full on in practice yesterday. He's been out since week three. But he's a full go as of today. Unless, of course, there was any residual something or other that we don't know about. A la DeMarvin Leal that happened a, a couple weeks ago. But certainly, he would be a welcome addition back as you fly into Philly this weekend, huh?
4: Oh, yeah. We we, we want Akello to fly. We want the Witherspoon to fly into Eagle Land with us um, and put, suit up. Not just fly and sit on the sidelines and work out against air. <laughs> I think you're going to have to have all hands on deck for this. And when you're thinking about that secondary, um, you know, with Akello Witherspoon in it, I, I feel a lot better going up against – the likes of Quez Watkins, Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown um, there for the Eagles. Um, you know, you want to have – you want to be a full strength, especially in a team that has a talent that Philly has. The one thing I will say, and, you know, I know people might listen to this and think, oh, my gosh, Max is just Max is just burying us. I'm not burying um, the Steelers squad. I'm, I'm not at all, and I'm not over waxing poetic – about you know the Philadelphia Eagles, I've just I, I've I've watched too many of their games this year um, to to not deliver a realistic point of view. But you know with the injuries, it's tough. But as we start to gain guys back, it makes it a more you know a more even task as opposed to a very lopsided task. I think having a Akello Witherspoon back there, obviously we'll monitor Levi Wallace along the way. But, you know, I love what I've seen from the guys who've gotten opportunities. Right? I love what I've seen from Josh Jackson, Trey Norwood, and company, and how we've kind of mixed and matched these guys into it. And so just adding another body into that is only going to help. It's only going to increase um, for the potency of what the Philly Eagles like to do. And – you know, and here's my thing, Wolf. Of the games I have watched of Philly, mm-hmm. I have not seen a complete game from them yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like they 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 hit you fast and early, right? Yep. They they hit you in the mouth early, quick, but then they kind of fizzle out, and then they kind of they kind of get back to balance. So the biggest thing is limiting how fast they start.
3: Which means you got to have control. a fast start yourself. You, we've got to have
4: a fast start to compete with that because I think that was that was what ultimately doomed us with with uh, the Miami Dolphins, right? The Miami oh, yeah. came down the first two drives and scored on us, and then we settled down. Yep. But offensively, if that's going to happen to the defense until they can settle in and feel comfortable with what their assignments are, that's where the offense has to pick them up. That's where Kenny Pickett and the offensive line and our receiving core and running backs have to all kick in at the same clip. They have to physically be ready for an opportunity to go out and strike when the defense does deliver that stop, right? Or when the defense needs a little extra blow, they can sustain the drive and let it end in points, just so you give your 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 defense a little a little more panache to go out there, right? You know, defenses are more invigorated when they see the offense put points on the board. No right? question. And, no question. And you climb off the clock. I mean, that's just that's just how it is. And I think when you have the prospect of a Keller witherspoon, that makes it a lot, a little bit easier, right? That, that, that takes the the pressure on the pressure cooker goes down just a smidge. Right. <laughs> um, right. When you take, when you take a little heat off, <clears throat> I think that's just kind of, you know, and that's, that's how I've always looked at this. And that's how I'm going to view this game. It, this is a winnable game. If everybody's on their P's and Q's, um, and it has to be a full three-team effort. When I say three teams, I mean offense, defense, special teams. All three must be in sync. All three of those phases must be in sync for us to have a successful day. That's that. And when we look at the wins that we've had, that is what has happened. There's only two to analyze right now. But if we continue with that same formula and everybody can can get it at the same time, that's when good things happen. We're not a team right now that can afford to have one phase lacking and the other two at full speed. We've got to have all three, you know, at full speed for us to come out with a win at this point in the year.
3: Yeah, and, you know, here's the thing. I'm not all that worried about the fast start by the Dolphs, okay? Tua had been out for a several, a couple of weeks there, all right? They'd gone with some other guys. Offensively, their game plan changed a little bit to accommodate the fact that you don't have Tua to the same degree. Plus, he's left-handed. You know, I, I don't think we took into account enough what a left-hander looking from, you know, left to right instead of right to left or how however, you know, I think that the, there's something to be accounted there. It takes you a little while to get used to what they're seeing versus what you normally see. So, again, I don't worry about it as a big thing. Um, but, yeah, you're right. One thing that's going to have to happen here is the Steelers cannot afford to let the Dolphins jump out. I'm sorry, the, the Eagles jump out like the Dolphins. That's for sure. There's no doubt about it. If you let these guys come out and punch you in the mouth more than once, you're in big trouble, all right? I mean, even one, yeah, you, you want to lie in the first one. You know what I mean? And that would be yeah. – that. that's exactly what you need offensively from uh, the Steelers this week. But, you know, it's not going to be easy. You know what the link is like.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, and and, th- and that's the thing is that – you know, like you said, um, Tua being lefty, I think changes you know a lot of the read responsibility because now for the defense, it forces them to read right to left, right? Yeah, it just um, changes things. Everybody, yeah, it got changes to, things yeah. for them. But you do know that lefties we're the only ones on the right side of our minds, right? Of
3: course, I'm left-handed too, brother. See, there <laughs> it is. There it is. There we go. We're, you know that's why we're copacetic.
4: So, that's that's why We've we both are had like concussions and we're left handers. <laughs> exactly. And, and the fact that we had to, we had to use those 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 terrible lefty scissors that never really cut anything. Oh, no. terrible! School. Oh, they were the worst. And then they had like the big letters on it that said lefty. So yeah, like we're no. spazzes.
3: You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, OK, just go ahead. Give us a helmet. Throw us on the short bus. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which we ended up picking up helmets and riding buses anyways. Uh, there, you sports. So there you go. So it worked out. It worked out. But, um, but you know, I think the other element that, that has to be looked at is we have not done well against mobile, agile, athletic quarterbacks. Yeah. Right? You know, Zach Wilson was one of those prime examples right. um, where we kind of struggled um, to contain Zach Wilson. But we also, we also hesitated. Right? That was the other thing. Like, remember we were talking about there was like three or four sacks that they should have had that guys just hesitated on Zach Wilson and allowed him to kind of juke them and shook and jive. I think that's the other thing that, you know, concerns me is when you're thinking about, you know, if you do lock down the receivers, well, then you have to deal with now the backfield. And that's, you know, Miles Sanders, that's Kenneth Gainwell, and that's Jalen Hurts, right? Those are the three you have to worry about in the backfield because all three can run. Um all three of them and then you have that offensive line where you're looking at okay well who are we going to take advantage of on that offensive line we've had you know the advantage the last couple of weeks uh where you've had rookies and young guys or new guys starting in position, especially in the interior this interior is not that um you're talking about jason kelsey who already came out you know after the tom brady game against us it was like yeah, no, I mean Tom has one time to come over here and say something. <laughs> <But> after that, <laughs> exactly, you know that that won't, that won't fly. So we know we know what Salt is at the center position, and then you have Landon Dickerson on one side, who's a young guy as a second round pick for them um, a year ago, and then Isaac Sumalo, um, another guy, veteran, uh, third round pick. But they're all homegrown players. There's no trades in there, right? They drafted Lane Johnson. Uh, they drafted Jason Kelsey. They drafted Sumello. They drafted Landon Dickerson. They drafted Mylata. So you know these are guys that are homegrown in their system, um, and they're 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 a good unit. I'm not i listen. I'm not going to even try and parse words when we're talking about offensive line. Like this is this is the one that's the gold standard um, in the NFL. But I believe we have gold standard players on the defensive side that's going to challenge challenge those guys. So we just got to be creative. And how we get to it, but we have to pro- we have to provide pressure on Jalen Hurts. Um, not to say we need to go all out blitzes on him and give him one on ones on the outside, not by instruction of the imagination. But we do have to be precise when we do blitz; it must be effective.
3: Exactly so. But speaking of fly, Eagles fly. We need to fly, man.
4: All right you you mean you mean by Wolfie by?
3: <laughs> yeah we we need we need to sign out on this segment, buddy.
4: I, I guess I mean I guess I could right is, yeah. I mean because you know what you know what's on the other end of this segment right I know it's the power hour baby there
3: we go there we
4: go he got it there we go I love it when a plan comes together <laughs> you're right this is the end of hour one here in the locker room I just want to remind our, our fans you can go out there you can like subscribe and and listen to all of our shows as well as the rest of a wonderful SNR lineup whether it's the standard with Tom and Jacob the Blitz with Wes and Moats. Is, what day is this? It's a Thursday, right? Thursday, buddy.
3: That's Godfather unreal. Thursday, yeah.
4: Posgat. Yeah, Godfather Thursday um, is also available on the SNR lineup and much more. Just go to the Steelers mobile app, the Radio app, look up SNR, and you'll see our whole suite of shows available for your audio pleasure. Um, when we come back at the Power Hour, Wolf, I think we should uh, – let, let's continue to expound upon these, uh, these Eagles. Pontificate. Or the Eagles. Yeah, we'll pontificate and we will, we will <laughs> expound upon even further when we come back. You're in the locker room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas here on SNR and ESPN Radio.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets.